Hey, everybody. This is John Kelly at the Bumbling Yeti uh, episode. I don't know because it's been a while, uh, but I'll put that up in the um, in the information. Um, and I'll get to that point in a second. But uh, I, I'm actually very excited. Uh, again, I have Lisa Garrison on here. She's a school teacher uh, in the Cheltenham School District. Um, she and I went to high school together. We graduated. There's a previous episode. I guess I should look that stuff up. I can look that up while we're going through it. But um, I wanted to bring Lisa on, uh, and we can get into it a little bit. She just mentioned it at the moment when I reached out to her to see if she wanted to come back on here. Um, you know, I think a lot of us in the current climate we're in and the situation that we're all in, um, we're in a position where our frustration, I guess our frustration fuse is very short. And, um, Lisa made a post about checking on your teacher friends because they're not okay. Uh, and immediately I probably shouldn't have put it on your post, but I did. And I just said, Hey, let's do another podcast. And, and then I reached back out to you and, and you said you were um, interested in doing it again. So I appreciate you having, or you, you taking the time to come on here. Um, I know the climate is very, very different. It's been, when do we, I guess, when do we do this? August? Late August, yeah. Yeah, so we went through all of September, October, and now it's November getting ready for um, non-Thanksgiving from what everyone's being uh, told here. And, and for those of you listening abroad, we're here in Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. So Lisa, welcome again. And um, tell me what's been going on, how you been, and, and what's the deal? So uh, three months, it's been a long three months. And I'm going to preface my opening comments by saying, I think everybody's exhausted. I think a hundred percent. I think the teachers are exhausted. I think the administrators are exhausted. The parents are exhausted. The kids are exhausted. So I don't think that there, this is a one-sided um, conversation by any stretch of the imagination. I think there is an overall burnout and fatigue that's being experienced by everyone. Um, and as a teacher, I just want it all to be over, right? I just want it all to be over and I, I want to go back and I want to teach my classes. I don't want to risk life and limb. I don't want to die. I don't want it, you know, I want everybody to be safe, but um, this is the hardest I've ever worked in my life. The absolute hardest I've ever worked in my life. And I've been, for those of you that don't know, um, I started teaching in 2002. So this is somewhere 18, 19 uh, year of teaching. And it is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. And I literally am recreating and relearning my craft every day on a day-to-day -day basis. It, it's worse than being a first year teacher because you so, almost have to throw out everything that you knew to learn a new skill set. Sure. And, and, and I can... I can understand that for sure. Um, first of all, I want to say on behalf of parents, I'll just say on my, my own behalf. I mean, you don't teach my children's school, but you do teach children, right? So I, again, I have quite a few people that I'm friends with that are teachers varying from kindergarten teachers all the way up through some of our teachers that we had that are friends of mine now. Um, I, I want to thank you, right? So I want to thank you um, for taking much, much more of your time 
much, much more of your own resources um, and, and making that effort and making it as good of an experience as you can possibly do. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that. And um, that's, I'll just speak for what I understand from corporate America because I'm in corporate America. It's, it's not very different, right? So we, we have more challenges now than we've ever had. And, and again, I don't, this is not about me, but I'm in supply chain. And you can tell when you go to a store, things are more expensive. Uh, things are out more. You know, I'm doing renovations here at my house. And we haven't ordered appliances yet. And they're talking probably February, March. So it's a, it's a bit of a struggle everywhere, but, but I really want to talk about like from the, from the, the, the teacher's perspective, because we get thousands of people that are parents that um, I don't want to say are complaining. It's just, there's so many things like, you know, one school district does this another school district does that certain grades are going to do this, certain grades are not going to do this. So, you know, I guess from your perspective and what, I guess what the, the teaching, the education and educator community goes, you know, I want to understand the climate because not a lot of people are willing to sit back and listen as to what's really going on. Yes. So when we talk about education, I think we have to always, and in this particular moment in education, I think we have to talk about um, the underfunding that is a in commonplace education when we're not in a pandemic, right? And we're talking about how stretched thin education is. Um, just on a, on a regular, good old-fashioned calendar year, education, the budget is tight. It's always tight. Uh, it's really never enough, even in some of your most well-funded school districts. Um, you know, they have to be very mindful of their budget. And I think the part that people who are not in education fail to realize is that if the budget was tight prior to a pandemic, then how can they do all of the things in old and deteriorating buildings that need to be done to ensure the safety and well-being of everybody involved. So there's just that part of just basic infrastructure. It can the infrastructure support what needs to be done. So you have that part of it. And then you're dealing with on all of these ongoing moving pieces of information and data statistics about what the virus is doing, where the virus is going, who's susceptible, who's not susceptible, information and disinformation on the different ages of kids. There's just a multitude of things going on there. And we know this, you're you're never going to do something that makes everybody happy. Um, But now we're either, schools have either just completely ticked everybody off or they're thoroughly satisfied. And typically what I'm getting is the parents that never intended to send their kids back are the ones who are more satisfied. And the ones who are like, I need to go to work. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm getting more pushback or um, dissatisfaction from them. And it's very polarized um, when I'm getting some of that information. So you, you hit a couple of different things there that I did want to talk about. So um, the first thing is the you know, infrastructure wise, right? So I think one of the, 
the big pieces that people don't realize is that we're very lucky, at least in the school districts that I know. Mm-hmm. We're very lucky that students have the technology to actually learn. Mm-hmm. You know, what, are, what do kids do who don't have internet access? And I know people are like, well, you know, Comcast or they give it away. It's like, well, it's not really that easy, it's you not. know? And, you know, I think of all of this in a little bit of a different fashion. Um, I think about the kids. Learning is one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's just one aspect. I think the learning part is the easiest part. And, mm-hmm. and, and hear me out for a second when mm-hmm. I say that. The hardest part for me <clears throat> is, is probably the kids that aren't eating. You know, the, the kids that are, they're in a house where, you know, they're, because they're not going to school, they're, mm-hmm. they're not clean. They're not clean know. in abusive households. They right. are, I mean, they talked about the number and the rate of decline um, for child line, which is Pennsylvania's, you know, like child abuse, you know, mm-hmm. reporting, anonymous reporting and how um, significantly their numbers have declined. It's since. a direct correlation because you're not seeing, well, I'm not saying you, we're but not, you as educators not are not seeing, seeing these children every day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? So I, I think the learning piece is is one aspect and I, I see it through the eyes of my my nephew who's 11 years old and he's in sixth grade That's my he he comes up here he comes and and i just i moved you know just you know he can walk to my house from from his house now and uh he comes up and he just sits on the couch he's like he's like uncle i need to i just need a break mm-hmm. i need a break and you know i actually um i called guess it was just the other day um tuesday i had to do uh i had to be in new jersey for work and i was down there and i called one of my best friends on the way back and i'm like i said buddy i need to be talked off the ledge and it's not because of anything other than like i know how to do my job i know how to do all that stuff right but like i'm a 41 year old man Mm -hmm. i still need people to talk to you know Mm -hmm. and then i think about my nephew and his buddies you know and and all the other people I know, like, so, you know, my mom, she, you know, she's going to be 70 years old and these young kids that, you know, the social aspect, it's like, I, I see what they're going through. And, and I mean, I think this is great for you and I, but I would much rather be doing this in person, you know? Absolutely. Um, I, I really think it's very interesting that he said, I need a break because I can see a definite difference in my students from September um, through October and now December, and they were a little bit more, once we got through the acclimation period of like, wait, this is still really school and I really have to function. Um, right. once we got through those first, like two or three weeks of like, wait, wait a second. She's like, she's going to grade it. I'm going to get a grade and I have to yeah. like take a chat. I actually have to perform. Yeah. Once we got through that acclimation period, things were great. I was like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and then I, then October came and we start to see this plateau. And then for some of them, we start to see the downward um, spiral start coming in. Mm-hmm. And now it's November and they are tapping out. They are tired. Um, and I'm just speaking for what I see. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the 25 that I am personally responsible for, um, there are five 
solid five that are completely just checked out. Right. Uh, the, the social piece is not there. They're shy to begin with. They were either new to the district, hadn't been in the district for a very mm -hmm. long time. Um, where they're not what you call academics. So even when they were in school, school was automatically hard for them. Um, and so I'm literally watching the kids start to tune out. And I was like, well, maybe it's Thanksgiving break. And, you know, it's that time of year and they, they're, they're getting ready and Hanukkah and Christmas is coming and the holidays are coming. And I'm like, no, because I need a break. It's a grind it every a grind single every day. Single day. Right. Um, that Sunday night feels a little heavier than it normally feels sure. in the year. Um, and it's just all taking its toll on us. And everybody wants us to just keep functioning as if the world is normal. Mm. And it's not. Right. It's, it's yeah. really not. I, um, I, I, I understand that. I, I get that. I get that a lot. I really do fully comprehend exactly what it is you're talking about. I'm sorry. I'm just moving a couple icons around my screen. Um, but I think when, when he mentioned to me, he needs a break. I don't necessarily know if it's like, he needs like a chill out moment. I feel like he he was saying to me, I need to catch a break. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I think that's a little bit of the psychology about it. Like I have some of my best friends and, and this, this is hard to, it's getting harder to deal with as an adult, you know? And, you know, I, now with the new restrictions and, you know, the CDC saying, you know, cancel Thanksgiving and you're not allowed to sing songs with your family in your own home in now. Own and home. like, you know, so I get that. I get it. Right. I do understand this is a terrible disease and you know, the mental health implications are much bigger and much deeper um, and much more vast than I think we were ready for. Right. And I, I don't think that we are properly equipped at this point to be able to manage that. Mm -hmm. because, and this is as an educator, I'm supposed to be doing covering content. Um, I'm supposed to be doing check-ins, doing all the stuff I always do. And then I'm supposed to be responsible for their social, emotional learning. Yeah. And social is the key, right? If it's social, emotional learning, then they're supposed to have some kind of interaction. They're supposed to have something. And so much has fallen on the schools at this point, we are drowning. Like, yes, we're not in your homes. And yes, we know that no parent signed up to be the teacher. Like we, we get all of that, but some of the things that are, that are being asked of us are really, really just far-fetched. And the reason I say they're far-fetched is because I can't come to your house and do the things you're asking me to do. You want us to do things that there's no physical way that we can do. And nobody thinks about it before it comes out. Like it just comes out and they're like, well, what do you think about it? And we have to use our master's degree level vocabulary um, to say that's not gonna work when we really wanna use some things that are somewhat profane, right? Like, so so we're, we're trying to hold on to our jobs, but we're just like people like, what yeah. don't you get about this is never gonna be normal school. Um, so everybody is just ill-equipped for that mental health piece. Right. 
So from a, from the teacher's perspective, so um, I, I do want to get into some of the fun things because I'm sure there's yeah. some really fun things that have, have come up. I mean, you've, I hope you've seen my virtual teaching chronicles. I hope oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like, you know, day 15, you know, mm -hmm. what I learned today is, you know, please make sure that you turn your, uh, you know, your microphone off or whatever, if you're going to the restroom or something. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I want to get into, so with being home and you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff here, but ever get, again, I need a break as well. So mm -hmm. what I do, I go on and I watch TikToks, right? Cause it's in, in some instances, yeah. what I've been seeing lately and, and even on like Instagram and things that people have been sharing on, on different social media is, you know, teachers having legit breakdowns, like crying hysterically and saying that they're failing these kids and they're failing and, they don't know where to turn and, and whatnot. So I, I get that part because I, you know, I don't normally take, I don't really take, if someone comes to me at work and says, you're not doing something right, mm -hmm. that's one thing. But when I know that I'm giving my best and it's not making a difference, because like I said, I'm in supply chain and I'm being told that there are lead times that are three months from now. And I know that people are depending on that item to mm -hmm. be here, I, you know, I think that's when I said that, you know, I felt like I needed a break. So I do understand. And I, Lisa, I don't like losing. I love winning. Love winning. And I like winning for other people. It, it's not necessary. I think if I win, a lot of other people win. But I want to get into a little bit of that mindset because, you know, I'm seeing a lot more of that, not, not necessarily just with teachers, but I'm seeing it with other people too. You know, I'm seeing it with my friends that are police officers, I'm seeing with, you know, friends that work for nonprofits, people that work for, um, you know, a charity, you know, mm -hmm. everybody's just, you know, they're, they're grinding out. And, you know, the, the, the flip side of that is I see, I see parents freaking out, saying my kids have to go back to school, my kids have to go back to school. And then I see them, you know, it, oh, this isn't that bad. This isn't that bad. And then they go on some crazy vacation and they're traveling from not just the neighboring state. They're, they're getting on an airplane and they're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then they come back and it's like, oh, well, I tested positive or, oh, I was with someone who tested. It's like, you know, you it, it's just, it's hard. Right. Yeah. So I think from the, from the, the teacher's mentality, I'm sure that you have a group of people of your peers that, mm -hmm. you know, kind of, talk to each other I hope you have like virtual wine nights because that's what I picture all teachers are doing now right you have some of those so I, I guess from from the outsider's perspective um we'll just say a parent's perspective um how are how are you doing right so from from your perspective how are you doing I'm not okay I um, am a perfectionist by nature um, it's carried me for a very long time and I became probably even more of a perfectionist when I became an educator because I knew that the lives of those little people were literally sitting in my hand for those 180 days, right? And so that concept for me, it hasn't changed. Um, my goal is to go do my best. I have literally, I have little people's lives sitting in my hands. They're going to spend 180 days with me. They're going to listen to me. They're going to remember the things that I said to them, good, bad, or indifferent 20 years from now. And um, so there's that weight of that. But I sit here now and, um, you know, they say I question my life decisions. 
right? We're all questioning our life decisions right now. Trust me. Am I, in my mind, I'm in on a sailboat sailing the world and not even involved in social yeah, I'm, I'm, interaction. I'm wondering, I'm really rethinking this and saying, was this a good idea? And in my heart of hearts, yes, I know sure, this is what sure. I'm born to do. But right now, um, the days are significantly tougher. Um, like I said before, Sunday nights are harder. I wake up and I some days really have to fight. And I fight not because I don't know how to do my job, because I'm figuring that part out. I think we're at a place now where is it worth it because of the levels of engagement? So when you get on a computer and all you see are 20 out of 25 boxes, you have only five that have their actual video streaming and they're doing whatever else they're doing, it becomes impossible to actually teach because teaching is, it's like a game of tennis right and if the other person doesn't hit the ball back to you you can't keep playing tennis and you're so, like you're you're like a comic in a room of people that are not interested in your comedy completely so i am sitting here every day doing all of this work and at sometimes feeling like it's futile feeling like it's pointless feeling like it's a complete and total waste of my time because there's no engagement um, and then on the same side of that, to even email home and say, hey, this is what's going on um, and get an answer that's not really taking ownership for the problem or not really addressing the problem. Like, I can't come to your house and do these things. Mm -hmm. And so it's become frustrating because, like I said, parents are asking us to do things like if they don't turn their camera on, I can't monitor them but I can't make them turn the camera on. Like, can you just pop through, like just do a walkthrough. And I get that right. parents are working, but there's nothing else that we can, we, we can't do anything else. We can't yeah, do anything I, more. That's the I've, sentiment that most teachers, like we can't do anything more than we're doing. Right. Yeah. I have uh, so I mentioned in the previous podcast was, was actually only two podcasts ago because I've been a little busy. And by the way, this is episode 26 for those of you who care. Um, so, um, and the other one prior that Lisa's on is episode 24. So, um, yeah, my, my kids are, uh, 15 and 16, soon to be 17. And, you know, I'll get Snapchats from them like, Oh, look at, you know, or, you know, it, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. And I look and I'm like, your, your screen isn't on. Why, why is your screen not on? Oh, well, I'm like, no, be respectful and put your screen on, you know? And I think one of my kids' classes said that if your screen's not on, they count them as absent. You know, I mean, but that's high school, right? So it's, it's a little bit different. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I mean, look, I hold meetings in a professional environment and there are people that don't do it. Mm -hmm. And th that's just, you know, and there's I one... I'm yeah. guilty of being sure. on a Zoom for something and not having it on the whole time. Like I, right. I get it. Um, I, I totally, I totally get it. Um, but it is probably, and I'm also dealing with 10 year olds. So like literally today, I kept seeing a kid's face change colors. 
And I was just like, can you please stop clicking on like a zillion and one website? He's like, I'm not. I was like, your face is changing colors. Like right. literally his face went from like red to like a deep purple <laughs> color. And I was like, listen, like it's very obvious that you're not paying attention here. Um, but I can't help you and I'm not going to repeat myself. And they're just like, yeah, I had another student. I asked him, we were doing, um, we were doing an interactive thing live. And I was like, Hey, so-and-so, are you going to sign into this? Literally straight face stare, no blinking. I was just like, like, are you going to participate? Right. And he, I, I said his name three times stairs finally was like I, I can't make him log on i can't do anything and those are the things that are are becoming taxing those are the things that are wearing most teachers out it's not that kids are being kids it's that i actually can't teach them now because they're being kids and they're not adequately supervised at home the check-ins aren't happening at home um parents asking things like well can you tell me what my kid is missing no like that's what power school is for that's what grade like whatever your district uses like yeah the parents don't even the simple things like you can check that on your own you don't need to email me but then if i don't respond or if we don't respond we look like we're not cooperative mm. right and so there's just this lose lose for us and we're just tired of losing we're tired of being blamed and Unfortunately, um, as things progress into the winter time, if school districts are open, there's a possibility that they're going to close down. Um, my district has decided not, we haven't been open all year, and we've decided to stay virtual at least until February 1st. We are in Montgomery County, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so and all that, schools are closed anyhow. What we never opened in the first place. Right, Upper Mary never did either. Um, it, and, outside of sports, they did. Yeah, and so this, even this, closure is only temporary it's um the 23rd through what the 7th i think it is or something around there well that um, was montgomery county mandated right because they're saying that yes. people because of people traveling they want to it's it's kind of like a forced quarantine to say okay it's almost 14 days after thanksgiving as yeah. to when that kind of lifts and, and that makes sense um so, so you know we're just really we want to do our jobs. We want to do it well. We want the kids to learn. Um, and then there's this other pressure and it's going to sound crazy to parents because you're like, we don't care about the state testing, but state testing for 2021 hasn't been canceled yet. Mm -hmm. So in 2020, it was canceled. They're like, okay, we can't bring all these kids in here to do the state testing. As of right now, there's this looming, like really dark cloud hanging over educators because we know that students didn't make enough progress in, during the 1920 school year. And now we're trying to get made up from the last school year and keep teaching this year with this looming cloud of the possibility of state testing. Um, and, and that's like months, that's like two months of preparation, right? It's no, it is literally from the day they walk in the door. You oh, are, really? yeah, you are prepping them, teaching content, teaching test taking skills. It is an all year thing. Um, but all of that to say, our state of our teacher evaluations are based on that assessment. Mm -hmm. And 
there's almost like there's no talk about it. We all know it's there. We all know it's looming in the background. But until we know what this year looks like, we feel this burden to try to take care of the kids, do this, do that, worry about state test scores and our teacher evaluations when the whole world is coming to an end. You're talking and, and there, it, it's not put to bed because if that's put to bed, then for a lot of educators, we can really just take a, a collective sigh of relief and say, okay, let me, let me teach everything I'm supposed to teach, but without the pressure of that, that huge test and what, the, right. what our end of year evaluations are going to look like. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't really think about that um, from the from the testing point of view. Are they like the PSSAs and stuff like that? Okay. And, and we, yeah. Most educators are like we we prefer not to give them. We don't want to give them, um, but it's a state mandate. And part of the issue is that participation in these tests determine district funding. So if there's a waiver like there was last year, districts don't have to worry about losing their funding. But if there's not a waiver and participation rates are not what they're supposed to do, then districts could run the risk of potentially losing funding. Um, and that's why DeVos, when she said, we're not waiving it this year, um, everything is, everybody's like, are you kidding? She's like, when, she when do those, when do those, te when does that testing happen? Usually April. April-ish. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. Break is. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to think of it from this perspective. There's no administration coming in, so maybe someone will take a look and say, you know, maybe this is something needs to be looked at. Hopefully, you know. Well, and then also like just knowing, no matter what, these kids this year, I teach fifth grade. My fifth graders would not do well on a fifth grade assessment, only because I'm making up content from fourth grade. Yeah. Right. And so I'm just trying to make sure that I, I, I filled in all of the holes, you know, and making sure that they're good in, in their basic skills and all of that. And you're telling me to worry about something, I, a goal I know they can't reach by the end of the year, the vast so, majority so of them. Let me, let me, and I'll, I want to switch gears just for a second. So from, from the teaching perspective, and I'll only go off of what I know, right? I know, you know, my sister, she's a single mom. My nephew's 11. He's a sixth grader. He got essentially a half a year worth of middle school and that's it. He hasn't been back, you know, obviously since last March. So I get FaceTimed and I get text messages and pictures and saying, Hey, I need help with this homework. Mm -hmm. The amount of homework that's coming home well, the amount of homework that they're getting is, is quite a bit. I don't know if it's like that in your district um, or what the expectations are, but even my kids that are older, you know, freshmen and junior in high school, I, I mean, they have, sometimes they have hours and hours and hours of homework. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I, I don't know what it's like in your district. I only know what it's like in where I live, where my kids and my nephew go. But what's the purpose in that? What, so or what I, would be the purpose in that? So I think I'm, I'm going to address two things. I really do think there is a drastic difference between secondary and elementary, right? Because this is a comment I've been hearing much more from my middle school and high school friends 
um, that have children in, in those grades that they feel like there's just almost an obnoxious amount of work. Um, and in the elementaries, it's more of less work, but the parents have to be more involved. Even though it's less, they have to, they have to manage it and do the check-ins and all of those other things for the ones that are a little bit younger. Um, I think many teachers, and this is just my own, my own personal Sure, thought, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, that's what I I'm really think for. a lot of them feel like they've got to get the content and the material to them that they have to, you know, still cover everything and do everything that they would normally do. And I think what many people fail to realize, like, we just can't do it. Like the home situations of everyone, it just, it doesn't allow for it. So your whole day is at home. Sometimes you got four or five people using the internet, more than one person using the same device, um, undesignated. I mean, it's just a whole thing. And right. we're, we're failing to realize, yes, they're not at school, but if you're teaching a live class, there's no, there's no reason to necessarily double down on the work. If you're teaching, if you're teaching a class synchronously and it's a lecture, it's whatever, they're getting content there. Just like hit the most important things, but I think they feel like they've got to make sure they're still getting all of it and haven't figured out to pare down. Um, that was something that I had to really balance out very early on in September. High school is a little different. It also depends on whether they're taking AP courses and all those other things. But I do think that some of us have failed to realize that parents are working um, either in the home or out of the home. I know several high schoolers who are left at home all day um, while people go to work. Some of them are watching their younger siblings on top of all of that. Like life isn't normal and the school year can't be normal because life as we know it isn't normal. So when I think about that, my, now I'm very thankful. My, both my kids actually got, uh, um, distinct or was it distinguished honor roll or whatever it is. It's like, you know, when you get all A's, I, I never got that in my life. So that's why I don't know what it is. Um, but you know, they seem to be thriving. Uh, my nephew's gotten pretty good grades. I think he said he's normally in school. He's probably like a, more like an A and B student. He's said he's more like a B and C student now. And, and I understand that. I, I just, I, I just wonder as a parent and, and as a concerned, like a person who's concerned about people being able to get their jobs done, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I really thought that come this time, we'd be talking like, oh my gosh, I got through this. It was, you know, it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. And, and, and look, Lisa, I'm not, saying i'm not hearing anything from you i don't hear from anyone else you're you're not all doom and gloom you're you know there's a lot of bright spots i see some of the funniest stuff that you write um and you have such a great um age group uh mm -hmm. you're yeah. it's kind of teetering on the, like the, you know they're starting to mature a little bit um right right so um i guess you know shifting gears again Tell me about some of the really good stuff that you've seen. You know, so, maybe funny things or just different no, we interactions. Cook, we cook, no, like we cook lunch together. Like on any given day, somebody is cooking lunch. Um, we stop class to talk about what we're eating. My, my, you know, kids, they're just bottomless pits. So if we talk about food, it gets everybody kind of back and they're interacting and the screen is on and they're watching the person cook. 
and it'll be in the middle of social studies class because I have siblings that are prepping lunch for their younger right. siblings. Like, what am I going to do? Say, you can't make lunch. I, I mean, so there's that, um, like tomorrow's supposed to be ramen day. Um, cause somebody always has a bowl of ramen in the middle of class, ramen. sometimes for breakfast. Um, <laughs> it's all day long. So tomorrow's ramen day. Um, but they're just funny. I mean, they're fun kids. They're fun, sweet kids. And I think for me, I've just been excited when they open up. Um, like it was pet day one day, all of the, all of the cats were on and they talked about their cats and they've given each other nicknames. I mean, so there really is a classroom community there. And I wish that I could have this group of little people in person to absorb all of their youthfulness, their energy. I mean, I literally, they wake up and ask me like, are you awake? Did you have your coffee yet? <laughs> right, they know, they say, what are you having for lunch? I was like, I don't know. They're, and they ask me, cause I often forget to eat those. Oh no. Right, and so. I lost something. You can still hear me, right? But you can't I can see still me. Hear you. I can't see you. All right. Um, I lost something. All right. You can keep going. But um, it, it's just been really, really good to just talk to them. Um, we talk about sports. I mean, we've talked about broken arms and legs. I mean, we've seen people's entire families um, come on the call. So I, I'm just excited for those moments. Um, and I just enjoy little people. Like just in general, I, I enjoy the little people. Yeah, that's, that, I guess that's the most important thing, you know, like as much as I don't like to, uh, let's just say, there it goes, right? Mm-hmm. That was weird. It just shut off. Um, yeah, you know, from my perspective, I'll get on um, some calls and, and, and I just had a really interesting interaction. So the company I work for was bought about a year ago and I have like this shirt that I'm wearing. It's just a brand that I work on, but I have a shirt that says positivity wins always just a Mm -hmm. quote that I put on it. And, you know, I get on these calls every Tuesday morning and I'm the only one either in a hoodie or a t-shirt. Everyone Mm -hmm. else has like a polo on or long sleeve. Like, you know, it's a, it's a higher level meeting, but you know, I always wondered, like, is anyone really paying attention to what I'm wearing? And then I get on another meeting uh, with this person who's kind of, they, they're kind of mentoring me into this new company. And she goes, you know, I really wanted to talk to you about something. I'm like, what? She goes, it's about what you wear during those meetings. I'm like, okay. She goes, where do I get one of those shirts? She said, I love it. She's like, it's just one of them messages, right? So, um. I guess from my perspective, you're, you're trying to, I find the communication is better at a corporate level now than Mm -hmm. what it's been. Uh, Even when you have someone right next to you, but I still do struggle. Like I'm, I'm really interested in, and I hope that as the year continues to go on, like maybe after spring break, we can have another conversation Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the year, and hopefully by that point, maybe you'll be back in school. That's at least what my hope is. I think a lot of people are hoping for that. Right. I think um, the conversations need to be had um, for, for everybody, for the parents, for the teachers. Um, for the, I feel horrible for my administrators. I, I look at my superintendent and my assistant superintendent sometimes when they're doing Zoom calls and you can just see just a level of exhaustion 
that neither of them has probably ever experienced in life concerning this job, right? Who would have ever thought that they would be guiding an entire school district, thousands of kids and hundreds of staff members through a pandemic in a public agency that has public institutions that the public relies on and making decisions knowing that no matter what you do, somebody's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I think this, and I think I said this before, but this is really where leaders shine, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not always about making the decision, a popular decision. It's about making the decision that makes the most sense. Now, I've, I've stayed away from politics pretty extensively, right? Mm-hmm. But I had, um, you know, I have some people that I'm, I'm very good friends with that are on the school board, one in particular, and I, I respect her so much. She's one of the smartest people I know. And, you know, I would reach out because, you know, I would see a clip of the, the school board just arguing with each other. And, you know, when, when I think about it, they didn't sign up for that. No one signed up for a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. You, you didn't sign up for this but you're dealing with it the best way you know how I didn't deal with having supply chain being broken for six months. You know, I didn't sign up for that, but I think this is where, this is where leaders Mm -hmm. really shine. And I don't really, I'm not good at talking about myself when in, in that fashion. Um, But Lisa, I can tell that you're a leader. You're, you're doing what you have to do and you're leading for, the greater good you're leading for these children that are coming up and you're leading for these children who they could have the best support system at home, mm-hmm. but they look up to you. You know, you mentor, you've mentored over the course of what you said, 19 ish years, right? Yeah, something like that. God. Hundreds, thousands of kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so probably a thousands now. Yeah. Yeah. So when I really think about it, you mentioned administrators, you know, there's been really tough, tough decisions that have been made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my kids again, and I don't want to, I don't want to keep going back to it, but I'm, I'm trying to have relatable conversation. My daughter, my oldest daughter played volleyball. Each parent, each kid was allowed to have either one or two tickets, you know, and I would go now my, you know, I'm divorced mm-hmm. and my ex has a fiance, I have a fiance, so, but I've never missed a game ever. So trying to go back and then they're, they're putting the kids in the position, like saying, oh, you can only have two tickets. And then I see other people come in and they're bringing three or four people. I'm like, well, how, how is that right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, having these conversations and it gets back to no one wants to have a confrontation, you know? And even for football games, my youngest is a cheerleader. And again, I've never missed any one of their games. And I used to go to football games every Friday night anyway, because there was nothing else to do, even when my kids weren't there. Because now kids that I've coached, or I know Mm -hmm. my kids' friends are playing. And, you know, I get, my daughter gets two tickets. They're only, you know, between all of the players and the coaches and the cheerleaders and the parents, and even the, the security, like they have to account for everyone. We were only allowed two tickets for that entire football stadium. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, that's very few. Right. So it's been, it's been tough from, from that perspective. Now, again, I'm one of those parents that said, 
you know, if they said that, you know, my kid wasn't able to play because I had to come watch it, like, well, let my kid play. I'll, I'm okay. They can tell me about it. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, getting, getting into that kind of stuff. I don't, the decisions that were being made are extremely tough, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it comes down to, to leadership and because you don't agree with it. Like there's a lot of stuff at the, we'll just say at the state level, yes. I don't agree with. Yes. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, putting kids into four walls, a bunch of them together, do I think it's a good idea? No. But do I think it's a bad idea? No. But I'm not in there every day, you yeah. know? And, and I say this all the time. I, if I could go back in the classroom and teach my kids safely, I would run back. It would make my job 10 sure. times. Sure. Absolutely. And I think that's the way most educators feel. Like if it was safe to go back, we would go back because it's actually easier to go back. What's hard is being a jack of all trades and a master of none. And that's really the way that we feel. Um, I don't feel most days like I'm doing as good as I could be or as much as I could be, but I'm stuck here away from my kids so how do you do that and the decisions are being made the decisions are being made one way or the other and the decisions are made and they're announced and then as fast as they're made and announced they're changed um and so i don't envy my superintendent or my assistant superintendent or my school board um knowing the weight that their decisions carry and just knowing if i made the if i made the call as a super or an assistant super or as a board member to send them all back and then we have even one death or one fatality um how that would weigh on my own conscience right right and i think that's the part where our humanity comes in um Mm -hmm. no matter what side we're on if we if we look at it from from how do we protect humanity right now at the end of the day that's all we want we just want everybody to be able to get through this um and not lose not one more life especially if you personally have the ability to change that so do are you provided with data or 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 for lack of better word are the expectations or order I don't really know what word to say but like the orders that come from the top down are they just provided to you or is there like detail or data or anything like that because I I, I'm a I'm a super weird data geek right so I'll throw everything in right so I'll throw everything into a spreadsheet and then I look at numbers and I'm like okay when you look at and I'm not downplaying this. It, I think this is a, a terrible thing. And I've said this a number of times in, in different um, podcasts. And I say this in life in general. I think this is a terrible, terrible thing that people get. And I don't want anyone to die from anything like this, right? I think people should die after they live their entire life, whether that's 80 years, 90 years, 150 years. I don't know. It's That's not for me to determine. But... When I look to see what, what's being talked about and the decisions that are being made, um, we went from the death toll to, and this is where I'll get a little, a, a little tiny political, but not much. We went from a, from a death toll to a, this is the infection rate. Mm-hmm. Well, the infection rate goes up mm-hmm. for everything, right? Mm-hmm. But the death rate didn't quite hit that 
that same trajectory, we'll say, right? Now we did just cross a certain number and, you know, but the numbers from the beginning weren't really uh, provided to us because the numbers kept changing. Mm -hmm. And it, it comes down to um, like the way history's written, right? It, whoever wins writes the history. So that's my biggest concern is that I know that this is a terrible thing. I do. Mm-hmm. And I know that when people get it, it affects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But do you, and it, this is not, this mm-hmm. is just me asking Lisa, this isn't me asking you as a teacher. Um, do you, from your perspective, do you trust that data that's coming out? Um, yes and no. What I trust more is watching the number of people that I know or have people that they are close to that are becoming ill. Um, I don't need to see data on the news. I don't necessarily need to see it from anywhere. Is it interesting? Yes. Do I look at it from the different sources and where it's coming from and comparing? Yes. But more than anything, I'm literally watching. Um, I had two dear friends of mine get it. And then even this week, um, I have a friend who knows no less and three people who have it with a possible exposure between the three people of 30 more people. Right. Right. And so while the data is important, there's data, I call it data filtering. Sure. And choosing which data, but then my experience proves to me everything I need to know. Right. My, my right. lived experience qualifies some of the data that I agree with and that I don't agree with sometimes. Right. Um, And that's kind of where I'm at with it. I do know that um, my school district did delay. We were supposed to start back hybrid in January. That has now been delayed to February 1st. And it's a collective sigh of relief knowing that the holidays are coming and anticipating what is probably going to be a really bad winter. Um, I think one of the things that people are still catching up to, the data is the data. Like, so we have COVID and we know every year, this time of year, flu comes back and colds come back. Mm -hmm. And so how do you reopen? How do you keep things open when you can't tell if it's the cold, the flu or COVID? Um, And teachers, and I'm gonna gonna flip back to that just a little bit, are, are known to go to work, not necessarily feeling their best because sometimes right. it's easier to come in and it is to take the day off. Oh, I'll just get through the day and then I'll take the next day off. And teachers don't have the options for that. And then you don't have um, substitutes to come in to cover those teachers because who in their right mind is going to come to a school right. to school now, right? And so you have all of these other factors of people being scared to come to work, people who maybe aren't scared to come to work, but would have to be out um, if they got sick because of all of the monitoring forms that have to be filled out. And if you have such and such symptoms, you can't come in. So there's the data, there's the hard reality of the season, just the season that comes every year. Sure. And, and then the logistics. And so I, um, I really hope that everybody involved, this is just me as a human being, just do what you're supposed to do. Like my dad's birthday is on Monday. And I called my mom today to say, mom, like, um, I, I'm really nervous about even just coming by just to say hi, right? My parents are older. They're yep. in their 70s. And I'm, I'm nervous 
about coming in to say bye. I was like, well, I'll just come in and I'll leave my mask on and you guys put on your masks and then we'll sing happy birthday and I'll leave everything and then I'll run out the door, right? Because I'm scared. There's just this yep. natural fear that what if I, because I'm out a little bit more than my parents brought it to them, what if yep. I get them sick? Um, and I just think if we just act in a way that we want people to act with us, mm -hmm that we could probably get through all of this a lot faster. Right. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I don't, um, you know, it, it's odd. My mom is like, she's like, I'm going to be 70 this year. I don't care. I'm going out. You know, she goes out and does her thing and she goes to, you know, she's like, I'm going to Boscov's and she goes and does her thing. And, and um, yeah. Right. And, uh, and I understand that I do, I do get it. Um, cause it's just my mom. Right. Mm -hmm. And then every Wednesday, me and my, my daughters go to her house, um, for dinner, uh, just so we get to see her. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very strange world we're living in right now. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, to, to try to put any kind of sense to this is just absurd. And so one, one of my best friends, uh, is looking for a house right now and you can't find a house, you know? <laughs> And rents are ridiculous, right? So that's the other part I'm not understanding because I'm trying to get work done here at my house and it's like, well, it's going to be another three months. Well, why? Because everyone's getting work done at their house. Yeah, and no I'm way. thinking to myself, how, how's everyone affording this? And I think people are just, you know, people are just confused and I'm confused as well. well and I think you also bring, bring something up like there's all these things, but there are some of us, fortunately, who have been insulated from bearing the brunt financially, mm -hmm. right? And so you have, you have a, a portion of society that hasn't lost their job, hasn't lost benefits, hasn't lost income. And then you have the whole other extreme of that, that life is really, they're really suffering in life. Mm -hmm. right now life is really hard and i think it speaks to just what you're saying like you can't find a house because people are doing the improvements because they can afford to do the improvements or they had the equity in their home to be able to pull out to do the improvements i mean there's sure. just a combination of things but you know life life for many is is suffering i look at um i have a family there are, i think th four children in the family in a two-bedroom apartment mm -hmm all at home every day. Yep. How do you, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, so I think life has dealt us quite the hand this year and 2021 hopefully is not as bad. Hopefully we can be more on the mend. Well, um, it's not going to be, yeah. it's going to be great, Lisa. It's <laughs> going to be the best ever. And you know, I, I, I didn't want to kind of take you out. I, I really do believe that. I believe that going forward, and I tell my kids this, I tell all of my friends, I'm like, if you ever wanted to do anything, right now is the time. Mm -hmm. Because what other time are you going to have where you're, I, I try to stay away from that. I'm stuck at home. I'm like, I'm just going to do my thing. And, yeah, you know, I'm like for me, I'm, things. yeah, I'm, I'm trying to start uh, another business um, that I'm hoping that creates passive income and I can retire and go live on that sailboat somewhere. Right. Live for all of us. Right. Um, but then like I had time, like I hung drywall and I had one of my buddies come over and, and do the finishing work and, and my fiance and I painted and, 
you know, I just think there's a lot of opportunity, you know, I look around and, and you can say all you can, it's super easy to pick out the negative, right? And it's really hard sometimes. It's really hard when things are great to pick out the positive things. Because mm-hmm. what do you remember most? You remember a lot of the negative things. And I'm not saying you, I'm saying people in general. People in general. But I mean, I've seen some amazing things happen during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, I've also seen some really crazy, stupid things I thought I would never, ever see ever in the United States happen, but they that, did. That is the, the splendor of humanity. You never right. know what you're going to see. So I've lost my faith in humanity. I've regained it and lost it and regained it and lost it and regained it. And, you know, I don't like feeling that way. I don't feel, I don't like feeling like that tennis ball going back and forth. I want to just, I want everyone to just be happy. I want everyone to kind of do their thing, get along. And, um, but I will say this, my friendships have really grown Mm -hmm. during this time. I mean, I've leaned on people, you know, my one friend, you know, I, I called up with him probably last year, right around like February. I haven't, you know, Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to him in, in, probably since we graduated and he and I grew up together and now I talk to him three times a week now. Yes, and I have several like that. Yeah. And, uh, it's been interesting and I love seeing your teacher chronicles. I love seeing that. I read it and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Um, you know, some days I can, I can kind of see when you're a little bit low. Um, but I see you're trying to keep it in, in a positive perspective. And again, I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done and that you continue to do. I know it's a thankless job. It always has been a thankless job mm-hmm. until years down the road and you see one of your students are like, hey, Miss Garrison, you know, I, I registered to vote today or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you've been, ma- you've been doing this for 19 oh, years. Wow. I'm sure your students have gotten married and had kids and yeah, I have what I have more of the the college aged crew right now. So they're okay. all finding me on social media, which is fun. Right. And they're like, "Do you remember me?" I'm like, "I absolutely remember you." Right. Yeah. Um yeah, but we appreciate it. Um you know, like I said, like I said back in August, just be gentle with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're gentle with you guys and you you're gentle and and afford us grace, we can afford you grace and we can all get through this. Um with a little less trouble. And look, in three years, you're going to look back and be like, I got through that. It'll be another big problem, but hopefully it's never a problem like this. No, by that time, I might have started my official retirement countdown. <laughs> you're too young to retire. What are you going to do when you're done? Cares. <laughs> anything, anything. Yeah, anything. I mean, I was fortunate. I got a job right out of school. Mm-hmm. So I will have years very early, very, very early. Right. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping 14 more max. I will be at about probably somewhere at your threshold. 55. So, I'm done officially working, working. I think I will have all of that. I'll just have to find um, someone to take care of all of my medical because, you know, you get good teacher benefits. You don't necessarily right. want to get those up, but. Well, who knows by then maybe everything will be free. 
They're trying to take our social security. It's not. I hear you. I hear you. I'm not depending on any of that stuff. None of it. None of it at all. No, but, uh, yeah, I am again, I I really appreciate the conversation. I, 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 I am appreciative for what you do and for what teachers do in general. And, um, you know, I've always been a big fan of teachers. Um, I never really did their work, but I always appreciated them. And, um, you know, I think from a, from a parent's perspective, not everyone's out to say you're not doing your job. Not everyone's out there saying that, you know, you're, you can do more, you know, you said one thing earlier that basically what I said, you know, you're, you know, you could do more, you know, you could do whatever, but keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're doing a good job. And, and I'm saying that in the most genuine way possible. I tell people that all the time because not, you don't hear that, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, again, it's a thankless job. There's a lot like, you know, when I see a police officer or when I see, you know, someone, someone's collecting trash, I'm like, yo, I'm like, you're doing a great job. And Mm -hmm. they just look at you funny. And I'm like, I'm serious. Like, Mm -hmm. keep your head up and keep grinding because you're making a difference no matter what it is you're doing. And you're making a huge difference. And there will come a point in time when you and I both look back on this and you'll be able to listen to this, you know, in 10 years from now and be like, I can't believe all the craziness I went through. Um, but it's all good. It's all worth it. It's all worth it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, um, what do you want people to know? If I could have people know any one thing, um, teachers are human. We're not robots. Um, and we have lives outside of school, just like everybody else. Um, and that we respond to your tone the way that you would respond to my tone. Um, there's professionalism and then there's humanity and don't ever forget the humanity when you're dealing with anybody. Perfect. That was great. Yeah. That could have been worded any better. Um, again, Lisa, I appreciate it. And, um, we'll do this again for sure. For sure. And uh, if there's anything that I can do for you, uh, my platform's always open for you. Uh, if you have any teachers or administrators or anyone who wants to come on here and, and talk about something, I'm 100% down for that as well. Um, had, did you get any feedback on this from the first one? I did. Um, people were really interested. Um, okay. they, a lot of people said there were things that were brought up that they never thought of. Right. That were not in their, their line of thinking that brought clarity. It was a, a, some things, you know, it's like any business. If that's not your business, you don't know the little idiosyncrasies and the ins and outs of it. Um, and it really brought to light some of those things. It got a lot of listens. A lot. Oh, it got a lot of listens. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't for me. It was for you because you brought, you bring the content. I just provide a platform. I ask three questions and then you just kind of take off and, and we just have the conversation. And that's what this is all about. And, um, you know, that's the most important thing. It's about getting information out there and, and real information in, from real life, whether it's you being a teacher or an athlete I have on here or uh, one of my best friends or a mentor of mine or a musician. It doesn't matter who it is. It's about getting their, um, their story out and kind of what's going on in the world around them. So I thank you uh, because without you, it would just be me here talking 
about my experiences and it's a lot better when there's someone else here talking with me. But, well, uh, I'm, it's my pleasure. I'll see you. We did three months. Let's do three more months. So all right, we'll do that. We'll do that somewhere in February. Okay. All right. Sounds great. So, uh, Again, uh, thank you, Lisa. Everyone, this is Lisa Garrison. She is a fifth grade teacher at, in the Cheltenham School District. Um, we're just right outside of Philadelphia. Um, and uh, this is episode 26, I believe, right? I think that's what I said. The other episode where this was preschool, uh, so be prior to school starting, was episode 24, if you want to go back and listen to that one. But Lisa, again, I appreciate it. Tell all of your teacher um, peers that parents do appreciate what they're doing and um, you keep grinding and things will get better eventually. So <laughs> thank you everyone for listening and uh, I'll see you guys soon. Thank you.